Big Rab Show podcast is kindly sponsored by G1 Reads. They are the champion's choice, with many bands around the world playing G1 products, including two-time world champions in Vararian District. So check out g1reads.com as they keep the lights on here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Well, hello there, and welcome to another Big Rab Show podcast. And uh, I, you've no idea how happy I am to say that, because this show might not have been happening this week. <laughs> oh, boys, if I can tell you everything that's been going on behind the scenes today in Rab's house, it's been absolute bedlam, and... Uh, yeah, I'm recording this one a little late, folks, so you may notice the upload time or download time, all that sort of stuff. By the time it hits the airwaves, it might be a little later on than usual. But there you go. We're doing it! We're doing it live! Yes, welcome! This is the Big Rab Show, and if this is your very first Big Rab Show, then you are very welcome! We are the show for the bagpiping folk, reflecting everything in the bagpiping world, be it Celtic music, folk music... Or our bread and butter, which is competitive piping and drumming. Each and every week, we go through the goings-on in the piping scene. And, uh, yeah, we are doing what we can to try and keep the piping world connected. And what is quite a difficult time at the moment. I'm sure you might have heard of it. There's a wee thing called, uh, yeah, pandemic happening at the moment. So you might not think that there isn't anything happening in the piping scene, but... Uh, Oh no, there's loads, loads happening in the piping scene. So we've got quite a bit of news for you this week. Plus, of course, we've a couple of great interviews actually to bring you of an educational point of view. Hmm. Yeah, so for those of you learning new instruments and such at the moment, then you may want to check out this week's topic. Yeah, but stick with us. We do still have quite a lot of interesting things to get uh, through here at the start of the show. So yeah, for those of you who skipped to the topic of the week, don't. You're going to miss out on some real juicy stuff. There you go. There you are, shout out to you, Andy. <laughs> okay, with each and every podcast, we always start our show with uh, a little bit of a plug for our Patreon. I have to say a huge thank you uh, to everyone over there on Patreon at the moment. All of you guys who have clicked support, it really does mean the world to us and has really helped us out, especially during these difficult times. Uh, so every click of support over on Patreon really helps us here in the show to keep the wheels turning and of course as a result you guys get your hands on tons of extra content you get your weekly exclusive catch-up over fuse fm balamoney radio show which goes out live two hours every week so if you want two hours of piping and drumming in your life then uh yeah you can download it completely over there on patreon you know Every week. Plus you have episodes of Rab Show. Plus you have exclusive interviews. All sorts of, uh, yeah, exclusive video performances and things. There's a lot of stuff up there on Patreon. So, yeah, if you would like to get your mitts on tons of extra stuff, that's where you go. Go over there to the Big Rab Show on Patreon. Click support and be part of the Patreon faithful. Yeah, the guys over there rock, I have to say. Superb. Yeah, now also, this, I think, is the final week of our Piper's Dojo promotion. Yes, on Monday, the 1st of March, it will disappear. So if you haven't already taken advantage of it, then please do go now. You do have a very limited time left to go and take advantage of our special offer, where you can get 30 days of Dojo Premium for just 
$1. Yes, the Piper's Dojo University are throwing the paywall away for just $1 for 30 days. So take the whole site for a test drive, test everything out, and uh, yeah, you'll be surprised by the wealth of material back there. So yeah, after 30 days, if it's not for you, then hey, what have you lost? A bit of time digging around a website and a dollar, I suppose. But then, yeah, you're already 30 days into your piping journey. Yeah, so there you go. Go and check it out, thebigrabshow.com forward slash dojo, and that's where you can go and check that out. But like I said, from the 1st of March, depending on when you're listening to this, of course, the offer may already be gone, but from the 1st of March, it is off the website, and you'll be no longer able to take advantage of it. So there you are. Well, worth thinking about, folks. Hmm. Okay. Every show, we normally kick off with some listener mail. And unfortunately, this week, we have absolutely bubkiss. Absolutely nothing. Zero listener mail this week. Again. And I know, it's kind of disappointing. We uh, we do love hear- getting listener mail and hearing your opinions and views and things. But it's been really quiet on the listener mail front this last while. And we think that's for good reason. Hmm. We'll talk about that. <laughs> There's a little thing coming up on the 13th of March that you might be interested in, and that could be why people are particularly quiet at the moment. Hmm. We'll talk about that. But yes, if you would like to, you can. You can send us in your listener mail, any of your thoughts, opinions, anything like that, even questions, suggestions for topic of the week, anything like that at all. Just email us. Show at gmail. Dot com is our email address, and uh, yeah, we'll do our best to include your email, your question, your thought, your query, whatever it is. Now, also, don't forget that we have our feature that everyone seems to love here, Weekly Drone. And, uh, well, yeah, let's just get straight into this week's Weekly Drone, shall we? We actually have one this week, and it's actually on a topic that we kind of wanted to cover in this week's show anyway. So, that now is as good a time as any, I suppose. So, um... Yeah, right at the beginning of the show. Aaron, let's hear this week's Weekly Drone. The Weekly Drone. Kids with Cancer Event. Figured I'd jump in and give my two cents about the Kids with Cancer Charity Event. Can I just say a massive congratulations to all the artists involved and to the organisers for an absolutely fantastic event. Living in the US, I've not much experience with this event, other than what you guys brought to the podcast, and it's a shame we won't have a featured episode this year. But being able to tune in and join the event online was entirely worth the price of admission. Do you think that future events will have similar access going forward? International travel will be incredibly difficult for the foreseeable future. Bringing events online helps connect the fans from all around the world. Perhaps RSPBA may want to consider not chasing the Big Rab Show team from the park when they're trying to drag the piping scene into the 21st century. Watching the talented men and women perform such incredible music and raising money for charity, really warmed the heart. It shows the piping scene can really accomplish big things when the desire is there. Full congratulations to Gary Smith and everyone involved. 
What an amazing event. Food for thought, hoping that inspires some folks smarter than I to perhaps think more about bringing more piping to a global audience. Keep up the great work, guys. The Weekly Drone. Ah, yes, food for thought. And yes, this brings us neatly into our first topic of Kids with Cancer charity event at the past weekend. So thank you, Weekly Droner, and full of praise for the event, actually, and uh, which is really great to hear. So thank you very much. Uh, well, I'm saying that because, yeah, myself, Andrew Shelliday, and uh, Gary Smith, between the three of us, we managed to pull the event together. So, yeah, awesome stuff. Thank you very much. Uh, it's always good to get uh, good feedback, you know, as well as negative uh, but I have to say, there wasn't any negative. It was all positive. The Kids with Cancer charity event was this past weekend, of course. And for all of you guys who tuned in to watch, you were in for a treat. Like our weekly donor just said there, it was honestly, some of the performances were outstanding. I'll talk about some of my own standout moments, actually. But first of all, I wanted to address what our weekly droner was talking about there. As you heard, our droner was actually from the States, from the US, and normally our Kids With Cancer charity event would not have an international audience. It would normally be just people who would show up to the Royal Hotel in Cookstown here in Northern Ireland. So we'll have a live audience, and that would be the means to raise money for the charity. So this time round, with selling tickets on Eventbrite and stuff for, you know, a a concert performance that really proved to be quite popular with people living internationally and being able to tune in in the United States to join the event like that obviously seemed to be really popular. Now, in that weekly drone, there was a few pot shots ticking at the RSPBA. Um, yeah, <laughs> did not go unnoticed. Uh, but yes, we do hope that perhaps with you know what we've now learned from the global pandemic and everything, and what we're going through at the moment with COVID-19, we kind of realise how, you know, important video is and streaming and all of that kind of things. We've now realised the power of technology, I suppose, to keep us all connected, you know, when something like a global pandemic brings us all apart. So I suppose, you know, I really hope that there could be some lessons learned, you know, by both our associations and for, you know, events like this, like the Kids with Cancer event, that we may well see more events like this reaching online as well as in person. So don't know, Weekly Droner, no idea. As far as I know, I think there are hopefully a little few plans in the motion then for next year's event but we have to wait and see so we've no idea for now uh, people have been asking me has there been an associated total of money raised for the kids with cancer event and the answer is no there's no total yet uh, we're still actually receiving donations believe it or not they're still trickling in through the paypal and if you guys do want to help support the charity you can do uh, we haven't actually closed the doors on donations, so you can. There is a PayPal and all the rest. We have it shared out there on our social media, of course. It's Kids With Cancer 2020 at Outlook.com. If you do want to send us, you know, two or three quid, that really helps. And uh, so, yeah, we do hope to have a whole big grand final total for you. At the, you know, we hopefully will have Gary Smith on the show, actually, to talk about it. Um, but for now, no, money is still trickling in. And we don't want to, you know, give you a final total because, yeah money still totting in so there you go a lot of real positive things i think came out with the kids with cancer event over the weekend not only did we raise money for charity but like that droner said 
we had a lot of pipers and drummers from around the world playing some absolutely blistering music. Now, there's been some of my own personal highlights. I don't know about you guys, if you've managed to see the event or not. If you didn't, then perhaps the next two, three minutes of this podcast might not make much sense to you. But I have to say, a lot of the artists that were involved with the concert have now since uploaded their performance to their own social media. So yeah, shout out to WAPOL, Western Australian Police Pipe Band, were a real highlight of mine. I thought they were just simply fantastic. Under the new pipe major, of course, the Alistair McLaren, those guys played an incredible tune. Uh, oh, just unbelievable. The what call it? Cinematography and everything, the audio quality, the backdrop and everything, it just looked absolutely superb. So yeah, shout out to Wapol, really, really cool. Also, shout out to Stevie Shedden as well. Stephen Shedden! Legend, that what an amazing performance, and again, never disappoints. I am a massive Stephen Chetton fan, as you guys know, uh, but yeah, the performance he did for the Kids with Cancer event was just blistering, so yeah, shout out to you. And also on the drumming front, I have to tell you, following last week's podcast where we interviewed Kerr McQuillan, we did tell you guys that this was going to be special, and boy was it, <laughs> it was, whoo, that was absolutely incredible so shout out to Karen McQuillan or KMQ and uh wow simply wow I've went back and watched it now Care has it now on his KMQ Facebook page you can go and watch the whole thing now it's simply breathtaking it's really really cool uh, the direction that Care has taken things from uh again from a cinematography standpoint is really visual with a lot of lights and drone footage and very cool stuff But the music selection as well, ranging from classical music right the way through to contemporary Celtic music. It was really, really incredible. So, yeah, go and check that out. Also, shout out to another couple of bands. Uh, Shout out to Klaus Kelt as well. We had some uh, practice room, uh, yeah, audio. Now, unfortunately, the band weren't able to actually meet physically in person to actually record something. So this was the best thing that they could do for us. This was some of their kind of their practice kind of audio that they were working on getting ready to hit the grade one arena before the pandemic hit so this was the band just as they were about to start getting geared into practicing outdoors and perhaps hitting the grass so yeah it was great to hear Klaus Kelt however really tight playing again with that incredible tone so shout out to Klaus Kelt simply brilliant and really really enjoyed it so thank you also, shout out to St. Joseph's as well. St. Joseph's have actually published this on their social media as well. So of Klaus Kelt, by the way. Uh, so you can go and watch and listen to these performances. Simply brilliant. I have to say, St. Joseph's rendition of Ireland's Call still gives me goosebumps. Simply incredible. <laughs> wow. And I've watched it back at least a dozen times now. Seeing all the guys there in the band, all in their rugby gear and that, and playing class tunes is simply brilliant. Shout out to St. Joseph's. It was awesome. Now I'm not kind of I'm not going to go through the entire list of everyone who played, but please don't feel excluded by any means. These were on, just my own personal highlights. Uh, there was also a lot of solo piping going on. Ryan Couples Mendez was simply brilliant as always. He always is. It's kind of expected, you know. Sean Maloney as well had quite incredible recordings as well. Some of his own tunes and some traditional ones. Uh, just there's too much to mention, you know. From the drumming front, you. Stephen McWhorter, you had Pipe Major Stuart Little, who just put on a clinic, man, it was insane. 
Um, come on, there's too many to mention. The event itself was just simply brilliant from start to end. And I have to say a massive, massive thank you to everyone who submitted performances, all the artists involved in this, who put in a wealth of time, you know, preparing for this. And uh, yeah, it showed. It was incredible. And like our weekly droner just said, it's great to see that the piping world can pull together, you know, and help raise some money for a much needed charity. So there you go. It was brilliant. And I hope you guys agree. If you did manage to catch it, then, yeah, you were in for a treat. We did tell you that it was going to be quite an amazing event, full of blistering piping and drumming. And, uh, yeah, we absolutely loved it. It was fantastic. There you go. So, yeah, full congratulations to Gary Smith, Andrew Shilladay, and uh, I'm not going to pat myself on the back, but obviously the work behind the scenes, I was privy to it all, and there was a serious amount of work involved. So, yeah, well done to the guys. All right. Now, I have to say, you know, if you are interested in any of those artists who were featured in the Kids With Cancer event, go and have a look at their own social media right now. Like I said, Klaus Kelt have uploaded theirs. St. Joseph's have uploaded theirs. Kerr McQuillan has, of course, uploaded his. <clears throat> so go and check those out. Their social media accounts, they have the videos up there now where you can go and either watch or listen to them. Uh, there's also a wealth of others, you know, I could just sit here and list them, but they're simply brilliant. Yeah, so go and check them all out. Uh, so they're now on their own respectable social media accounts. There you are. Okay, well, now we've talked about the Kids With Cancer event, we have to move on. Next is our word of the week. Now, this kind of brings us into one of the topics that we're going to be talking about coming up in a wee minute or two. But, um, yeah, it's that time of the week. Some people's favourite time of the week, I have to say. It's time for Word of the Week here in the Big Rab Show. It's time for Word of the Week here on the Big Rab Show podcast. Prepare. Yep, it might seem a little random, but believe it or not, it does feed into what we're going to be talking about now. So what are you going to be preparing for? Well, let's talk about this, shall we? Obviously, in recent days here in the UK specifically, we've had quite an exciting announcement from our Prime Minister, Boris Johnson. He has talked about the potential easing of lockdown in England. And then in turn, we've heard about the easing of lockdown in Scotland, and we're just waiting on measures to be announced for Wales and for Northern Ireland. Now, that means that we will eventually have a line in the sand to tell us that we will be back on the grass, or at least back in the band hall, for a certain date. And you talk about excited. (laughs) Yeah, because obviously there's been ongoing successes with the rollout of the COVID-19 vaccine here in the UK. It's been seen as kind of a roaring success, actually, and they're exceeding all sorts of targets. So, yes, as they're rocketing their way through the vaccine program, getting everyone jabbed, then, yeah, we're now starting to see that, you know, hairdressers and barbers are able to open again. We see in restaurants and bars being able to serve outdoors and then eventually serve indoors. And then we are hoping to see outdoor events such as sporting events and music festivals being able to open their doors, which then gives us hopefully the green light for us to have an actual piping season. Now, the word of the week this week is prepare because the date that we have been given by the the UK government is the 21st of June, which seems to be, I don't know, a lot of people seem to think it's very optimistic, 
And a lot of people seem to think, well, maybe not. Yeah, I don't think. <laughs> so, yeah, 21st of June it is expected things should be back to a relative normality. Now, that term in itself kind of leaves a lot of very open doors, doesn't it? But, yeah, basically what we're taking from this is that hopefully by the 21st of June, all over the UK, we should be able to actually meet and practice again. Now, I'm not talking about competitions here, folks. That's a totally different matter. If anything, I would like to see bands back in band halls for at least three or four or five months even to prepare and be ready for a competition season. You know, depending on how long it takes, obviously. But I would think, what, three, four, four, five months? I don't know. Depending on how hard bands are working at the moment, I suppose. And that's why the word of the week this week is prepare. So, yeah, will we have a world championship this year? I don't know. I still have my doubts. You know, I've famously been quoted here in the podcast before uh, in 2021 saying that the world isn't happening. I don't know if I actually said that. I just said that I have my doubts. Um, I really hope that it does happen. You know, our association, our RSPBA and Glasgow Life have already told us that the Worlds is happening and that you should start booking things and get ready for the Worlds. It's coming. But looking how the rules are here at the UK at the moment, the inability for bands to meet and practice, uh, I don't know if bands will be ready by that time. And that doesn't even factor in international travel for bands obviously coming from around the world to compete at the Worlds. If bands can't travel in, then it's not a World Championship. It's a Glasgow Championship. And there is that argument there, and that's been spoken about quite a lot over this past couple of weeks on social media, saying that if bands can't travel internationally to compete, then it's not a world championship, it's a Glasgow championship. And that's been mentioned quite a number of times, and I've been asked to mention it in the podcast, so I've done it now, so you can get off my back. (laughs) No, but seriously, (laughs) we don't know how the season will pan out. Like I said, 21st of June is the line in the sand. We are hoping to see bands back in band halls again around the country, being able to meet and practice together. Never mind compete against each other, but just the actual being able to play together is something that hasn't happened in well over a year now at this stage for some bands. So, yeah, I have to say, word of the week this week, being prepare, I think couldn't be any more apt. Now, whenever we're mentioning this, we have to say that there has been some cancellations in the piping worlds. Uh, Saturday, or sorry, Sunday the 9th of May, the Bankery competition has been officially cancelled. So, like I say, that was due to happen on the 9th of May. We also got an announcement from the Pipe Band Association of South Africa. Their executive committee put out a big announcement saying that they regret to advise that the 2021 gathering season has been cancelled. Once legislation and personal safety allow for any gathering type events, they will reassess the situation and in full consultation with all the key personnel and organisations, they will get some form of a contest format back on the road. Now, I have to say, the statement that they've come out, especially from their uh, their president, Craig Hurley, uh, Greg Hurley, he, he was absolutely transparent with this, saying, this sucks, uh, we've, but we've talked to all of the organisers and the bands involved, and this is the decision we've made. So I have to praise them for it, uh, for full disclosure. And, uh, yeah, it is. It's crap. There's no three ways around it. Uh, so to have to call off a season... It's just terrible news. So, yeah, shout out to the PBASA executive for making such a strong, you know, 
a, such a strong leadership kind of move, I suppose, and making that decision and giving people that direction and saying, right, folks, it's not happening this year. But unfortunately, no such thing has been happening from the RSPBA themselves. We are waiting on the upcoming AGM. I did mention that at the start of the show. 13th of March, it's going to be happening online. They put a little notice out to all bands that the the you know the AGM will be happening online. And your band secretary should have already received notification about this. But <laughs> there's always a but, isn't there? But you will only have received an invitation if you've paid your fees. Oh, that old chestnut. Yeah, it comes back again. If you haven't paid your fees for 2021, you will not get an invite to the AGM. Bum, bum, bum. So right now, I'm sure there'll be a lot of bands now, kind of considering saying, well, they might open things this year. We might actually get a few competitions this year. Uh, should we maybe pay our fees now? <laughs> well, if you've left it to this stage, then, of course, you've missed the deadline day. And you may well fall into possible fines. Yeah, that was kind of talked about at the time. That if you didn't pay your band fees when the due date was there, then you could be fined. So there might be some bands that have already been hard hit in the pocket because of the pandemic, but they could find themselves even more hard hit having to pay RSPBA fees along with a fine. Ouch. So I guess we'll have to wait and see for that. So if anyone wants to be involved in that, go and check the RSPBA website right now. Uh, they do give you the contact details and stuff for you to contact the office to see if your band has paid its fees and will you be able to attend Yeah, and I would recommend that you would because on the 13th of March, we are expecting big decisions on our competition season rolling forward into 2021 here in the UK, especially with our majors. The first major championship is the 22nd of May, and that's the British Championship in Paisley. So just a couple of days ago, actually, it it was exactly three months until the first major. Three months until the first major And we've yet to hear any announcement about whether it's still going ahead or whether it's cancelled or what the heck is going on. I have to stress at the moment that it's three months out from the first major and I can honestly, hand on heart, tell you I have no knowledge of any band in the UK that have managed to practice together at all (laughs) this past six or eight months. So will bands be able or prepared to compete at the British Championships in Paisley in the 22nd of May if they do open the gates? I have my doubts. I don't know. And also, I have to say, it's six months now until the World Championships themselves. Six months until the Worlds. Just let that sink in. Six months. And so, yeah, do you think that during that six months, bands will be able to gather together on Zoom, eventually meet on in person and then be ready to hit the grass with two medleys two msrs to fly into that grade one arena and try and lift spiky Uh, i don't know guys i don't know this is me being completely skeptical here and i'm sure all you guys are all like oh rob come on for goodness sake uh show a little bit of optimism well you can draw your own conclusion <laughs> but I have to say, there was another couple of competitions that were uh, cancelled as well as competitions in May. The Strathmore and Cooper events were both cancelled as well, and they were both scheduled for June. So we're seeing events from May being cancelled. There's also a couple now in June that's been cancelled. So it's not looking good. 
So, but we are hoping that come the 21st of June, that was the date that Big Boris said that we could all get back to practice again. And then that's when we hope to hit the grass again, folks, basically. So, yeah, as the announcement comes through about more cancellations and stuff, a lot of people are kind of singing, ah, told you so, that kind of thing, which is kind of negative in a way. We do hope on hope that we can get back on the grass as soon as we can, obviously. But at the moment, there's one big thing that I don't think associations are factoring into their planning, and that is bands just can't practice together at the moment. I don't know about you guys, but I have tried practicing over zoom with someone and even on skype as well and it's impossible you can't do it we've talked we've talked about it here many times on the show uh, but there's that internet wall of delay there the technology just isn't with it you know we just can't do it so uh, yeah whenever you're considering that right guys we're going to open the gates now in may Woo, let's go and then you'll find there's like nobody turns up a bunch of supporters there to watch it but no bands so, yeah, I don't know. I am uh, a bit pessimistic on this front, I suppose. Yeah, it is a bit negative. But I do hope to see that, you know, the obviously the, vac- the vaccine continues to roll out here in the UK and we will eventually see a road out of it. And uh, the way I see it at the moment is that possibly August, maybe September, October, maybe, maybe for a competition or two i don't know whether that's a world's or a major or what it is but i'm thinking you know if boris opens the gate on the 21st of june that'll give us enough time to at least get a set together an msr or something who knows i don't know i'm just i'm kind of yeah i'm making stuff up now but who knows who knows Guys, if you have any thoughts on this or anything that we've mentioned so far, <laughs> please let us know your opinions. You know, we do have that weekly drone feature. You can always go and check it out, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. You can let us know your thoughts anonymously. Also, you can email us as well, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Let us know what you think the road is ahead for competitions here in the UK. We have had quite clear leadership from... Uh, pipe bands in south africa there with the cancellation of their season we've seen some really interesting developments in the united states with in-person competitions over there like i said we just had some recent announcements there from the stone mountain highland games there on the way of going plus a whole bunch of others as well plus a lot of solo action happening online as well so a lot of real interesting competitions underway and are sanctioned events from the association and we haven't had that here in the uk so yeah maybe that's something we could look into too but Yeah, we have seen some clear leadership from some branches around the world and not so clear from others. So, yeah, we are hoping for clear direction on the 13th of March. So I don't want next week's show to be a bit of a preview for the AGM, but essentially that's what it might be. We are hoping for some big decisions and uh, some big news to come from this AGM. But what we normally find from big annual general meetings is that the meeting happens, decisions get made, and nobody gets told anything. It's top secret. So we are really hoping that there will be open communication from this meeting and that we'll all find out the facts exactly after they've been decided. So, yeah, don't worry. As soon as we hear a whisper of anything, we will certainly let you know. There you go. All right, swiftly moving on, we have another news story. I have to give a shout-out to the Garda Shikanya. Of course, the police force in the Republic of Ireland who posted uh, onto their Leitrim account something that really tickled us here in the Rab Show, and we thought we would share the story with you. I don't know if you managed to see this on our social media over the course of the week, but, guys, 
I nearly fell off my chair laughing. It was hysterical for all the wrong reasons. The Garda put it on their social media saying that a vehicle was stopped earlier today on the Strandhill Road in Sligo. The driver was observed drumming with drumsticks on the steering wheel whilst driving. And this caught the attention of the police. Well, as it would. (laughs) The vehicle was stopped and searched and some cannabis was found in the car. The driver failed the roadside drug test, returning positive for cannabis. There you are. He was arrested and brought to Ballymote Garda Station, where further tests were carried out. He must now await the result of these tests and face possible court appearance in the near future. Now, we did post this onto the Rab Show page, please, asking people to practice safely. So regardless, this guy was driving a moving vehicle while playing with drumsticks on a steering wheel. Now, I don't know if he was a pipe band snare drummer or what it was, but to be able to drum using a pair of sticks as well as driving, that would have took some level of skill not to land the car over the hedge and, you know, do yourself some serious damage. So I have to say, please, practice safely, folks. (laughs) Or in this case, you might even risk getting lifted by the cops. So, yeah, behave yourselves out there. If you're going to practice, pull the car over. (laughs) You know, have a little practice on the steering wheel while safely parked, not while moving, please. Dear goodness. There you go. Well, swiftly moving on to our next news story. (laughs) I did mention uh, Project Smoke on last week's show and the possible release of a new single. Well, yes, on the 5th of March they will be releasing this and it's called We Smokey. Woo, yeah. Ali Levac and co at Project Smoke, you have to go and listen to this. They've uploaded a little teaser clip to their social media of them performing it live on BBC Alba a while ago. Guys, I'm going to be buying this as soon as it drops, of course. On March 5th from Project Smoke, brand new single called We Smokey. You're going to have to catch that for sure. Now, also, I have to give a mention this week to a previous guest here on the Big Rab Show podcast, Alison Crowley Duncan. Go on, Alison! Alison's been really busy this last while on TikTok. Ever since her interview in the podcast, she's just went from strength to strength and continuing to, you know, play all sorts of incredible music. So, yeah, this past week, she actually done a version of Bohemian Rhapsody on bagpipes. What? Yeah, no, she actually posted this to her social media saying that she was using her B-flat chanter from G1 Reads and uh, it was simply brilliant listening to this. I've never heard... Bohemian Rhapsody on the pipes sound like this. So go and check it out. Shout out to Alison. Alison Crowley Duncan, of course, from TikTok. Yeah, just go and check her out on social media, guys. You'll find her. What an incredible musician. Be able to play Bohemian Rhapsody like this. It sounded like a guitar solo. Ah, brilliant. Really, really cool. And if anything, it's possibly my new favourite version of Bohemian Rhapsody. You know, Freddie Mercury should have had a bagpiper in Queen. Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, yeah, before I get the hate mail about that, all the Queen fans, I have to move on. There's been a lot of piping and drumming happening down under, and I have to give a shout to pipe bands Queensland, who had their Twilight competition this past weekend. Yes, and it was awesome! Yeah, and we all kind of lived precariously through the photographs and the video performances and stuff of all the bands who were performing down under in Australia. I have to say thank you, uh, but it nearly drew a tear to my eye. It was uh, bittersweet, so it was. It was so sweet to see bands playing again, 
but so bitter to let me know just what we're missing here in the UK, you know. Uh, so shout out to the city of Brisbane, Pipe Band, actually. Shout out to you guys. Um, yeah, you uploaded your video of your performance in Grade 4B. So, hey, it was just awesome. So brilliant to see bands back in the competition circle again. And uh, Also, shout out to Brisbane Boys College as well. Wow, they were really, really good. So uh, I can just sit here and talk all about the bands, but yeah, go and check out their own respective social medias. And uh, yeah, their performances are up there now for you to enjoy. And to, yeah, just wish you were there. Also, shout out to uh, the New Zealand Pipe Band Association who had a two-day competition in Dunedin as well. Now, guys, I know you're probably going to wonder, well, who won what? Well, yeah, I'm not going to sit here and read lists, you know. I get enough slagging for that. So, yeah, go and check out their own respective social medias or their websites. Full listings of all who took part and who won what are all up there now. Now, speaking of New Zealand and their competition in Dunedin this past weekend, I have to give a shout forward to the 19th and 20th of March, which will be the New Zealand Nationals. Yeah! I am so excited for this. Now, as yet, people keep asking me, will there be a live stream of this? The answer is I have no idea. I have no clue as yet. Whenever you look at the official website, there doesn't appear to be anything that mentions coverage on a live stream. So, don't know. No idea. But, yeah, the 2021 New Zealand Nationals are scheduled to happen on the 19th and 20th of March. And that's going to be happening at Hawke's Bay in New Zealand. And I am all sorts of excited for it. If you are interested, you can go and visit the website where it gives you the full rundown of who's entered, who's all ready to play. It's going to be magical, man. I cannot wait. So many good bands listed. The New Zealand Nationals. Yeah, if anything, I will be tuning in for both days of the event. I don't care if it's three or four o'clock in the morning. I will be there. A cup of tea in hand, ready to watch some blister and piping. I'm very, very excited for it. So there you are. 19th to the 20th of March, both days. Yeah, the New Zealand Pipe Band Championships, the Nationals. I can't wait for that. It's going to be dead, dead good. Okay, swiftly moving on. I have to give a mention as well as ourselves having the Kids With Cancer charity event this past weekend. I also have to mention another little online concert that was held by the Balmoral School of Piping and Drumming. Yes, it was their annual instructors concert. Yeah, their annual winter workshop would normally have a slew of uh, you know instructors and stuff, and they would normally give a bit of a performance at the end of the school. Well, thank you to the global pandemic, that couldn't happen as normal, so they did manage to bring all of it online, however. So you can go and visit it now. Uh, to their YouTube channel, the 2021 Balmoral Winter Instructors Concert. And honestly, there was some real blistering piping on there. So, yeah, go and have a listen to it if you are interested. Some real good performances on there from the instructors. Well worth checking out. A shameless plug. There you are. And just when you're on YouTube, by the way, uh, don't forget to go and check out the Midwest Pipe Band Association. They've uploaded a video this last while which was really, really fascinating. Uh, I have to give a shout, actually, to Jim Sim, of course, Cliff Davis, and Jeff uh, Krusk. Uh, these guys had all sorts of an interesting conversation about the evolution of Winter Storm. Now, there's all sorts of familiar faces throughout the video, so, yeah, it was a real, real fascinating conversation. I'm not going to kind of spoil it for you, but you will want to hear this. It's quite an interesting story from how it started from barebone basics to where it is now as one of the linchpin events in all of North America. So, yeah, go and check it out. The story of Winter Storm... Very, very fascinating conversation. It is a quite long video, it's over an hour or so, but yeah, the conversation was great and I'm glad they didn't cut it back. So, shout out to the Midwest Pipe Band Association. 
And so those guys, quite an interesting video, definitely worth watching. And that's up there now on their YouTube channel. There you are. Okay. This past week, unfortunately, we had another bad news announcement that we had to give on the Rab Show on social media this past week. We have to announce the very sad passing of Pipe Major Mervyn McConnell. Mervyn McConnell, of course, was Pipe Major of Bestbrook Crimson Arrow Pipe Band. And all of the band, and of course his family circle and all his friends, will deeply mourn his passing. And ourselves here on the Big Rab Show, obviously, we want to pass our sincerest condolences. Mervyn led Bestbrook Crimson Arrow back in 1989 to 98, taken over after a very successful period during the early 80s. He successfully led Bestbrook Crimson Arrow to the competition circle, winning many, many trophies. And at one particular high point coming in 1995, when they were crowned All-Ireland and Ulster champions in Grade 2. I do remember competing against Bestbrook Crimson Arrow in my competing days back in the late 80s and early 90s. And uh, I do remember them being a mainstay in the uh, the prize list. We were always going, oh, it's Bestbrook again. <laughs> But yes, such a successful band and yeah, they really had that quality tone and quality playing as well. And we think that was no small feat but through Mervyn McConnell's tuition. So ourselves here on The Big Rab Show, we really want to send our sincerest condolences to his wife, Marty, his children, Andrew, Stephen and Karen and the entire family circle. And of course to everyone there at Bestbrook Crimson Arrow Pipe Band. Yeah, our full sympathies to you. Um, Very sad loss to the piping world. Yeah, you'll be severely missed. So, moving on to our next news story. I have to give a mention this week briefly to Akadabui Bagpipe Specialists. Yes! Now, why am I giving them a mention? Well, they've actually published something that was really quite useful. It's It's a question we get quite often here on The Big Rab Show because we're sponsored by G1 Reads. We would get asked a lot of questions about G1 products. Now, at the moment, G1 Reads actually have a brand new heavy hoodie, I think it's called. Yeah, have you seen this G1 blue blue hoodie? It's, oh, it's gorgeous. I'm going to pick myself up one, by the way. They're really, really cool. Uh, but, yeah, there seemed to be a real heavy, hard-wearing hoodie for wearing up in the north of Scotland. So I'm going to have to pick myself up one of these for sure. Uh, but yes, we do get asked quite a lot about G1 Reads and their various different pipe chanter models. Now, there are quite a number of them. There's a range of different hole sizes. The People often wonder which was the model that Inverary used to, to win the worlds with. So, I have to give a shout out to Akadabui, actually. They produced a video uh, explaining the full range of the G1 product line to talk about the Platinum chanter, the Doe chanter, the B-flats, of course, as well. You know, all of them are up there. The Elites and everything. So go and check that out. If you are interested in purchasing G1 products and you're not sure which chanter to pick up, then go and have a look at that video by Akadabui Bagpipe Specialists. It kind of breaks it all down to you exactly which chanter is which and what each one does for the players so definitely worth checking that out if you are in the market for any g1 products yeah now speaking of chanters there's been a little bit of a debate recently and uh, various different websites across the internet this past couple of weeks about pitch and whether pipe bands i know it's the age-old chestnut are getting too sharp now this has been talked about t- until nauseam. Basically, it's been the debate now. I think since the mid nineties, I remember this first being talked about when Field Marshal lifted the worlds back in is it ninety two, ninety three, something like that. 
Whenever the FM first lifted the worlds, people were talking about it. Well, they only lifted the worlds because their chanters were sharper than everybody else's. And uh, that was the ongoing argument, and it probably still is. Uh, bands seem to be getting sharper and sharper, and that is no, you know, that's no mistake. It's being done by design. Now, there's been all sorts of different articles published, one recently actually on bagpipe.news, which talks about modern pitch. It was published by Thomas Peterson, and he actually looks into pre-war chanters and looks how they were designed and how they sounded and then how they developed obviously through the war years through world war one world war two and then with the introduction of modern technology and lathe technology and the production of these chanters and how they could then suddenly be mass produced by some people and you know how chanters have changed in pitch from being at a certain range up to where they are now and it's really fascinating looking at these old chanters from way back in the day. Some of them actually weren't designed for pitch, but they were designed for volume. Because, of course, they were seen as an instrument of war. A lot of these chanters had huge holes in them, so it sounded incredibly flat. But as a result of these huge holes, obviously, it carried a lot more air through the instrument, and as a result, louder. Uh, so very, very interesting seeing the development of these. Obviously, military bands back in the early war years would have been very small. Might not have had many pipers in the regiment. <clears throat> you're talking maybe, I don't know, a half dozen maybe, and a few drummers, if you're lucky. And yeah, the pipers were, that were there had to be at the head of quite a large parade in some cases. So they needed loud instruments. Uh, so it was really quite fascinating looking into this. And also with the development of technology as well. And bands preferring a sharper sound uh, in order to get clearer grace notes, clearer movements and things like that in the bottom hand. It was very, very interesting reading all of these articles and people's opinions on it too. Uh, a lot of opinions at the moment are saying that bands are too sharp nowadays. And some people even say that it's shrill and difficult to listen to a lot of people saying that perhaps bands should go back to standard tuning and perhaps start using the b flat chanter yeah bringing it into standard tuning now we have talked about this on the show before we actually interviewed the guys at the red hot chilies and they talked about the possibility of forming a pipe band using b flat chanters just to see what it would sound like and uh yeah i would be in uh, you know i would love to hear this and, I'm, you know, I have an open mind. I do love listening to the bands, of course, as they march into the circle, pitched where they are right now. But I would love to hear a band pitched in B-flat to see just what it would sound like. Would it sound really odd to the ear? Or would it sound more musical than where we are now? It's an interesting argument, and one of which I think you guys should really get involved in and let us know your thoughts. Are bands pitched too high at the moment? What are your thoughts? You can email us in, bigrabshow at gmail.com. Uh, yeah, if you have any thoughts, go and check out that article, by the way, on Modern Pitch, bagpipe.news. It's very, very fascinating. And uh, yeah, I've kind of studied it for a little while now. It's a very interesting debate. So go and check that out. Okay. <clears throat> All right. I have to give a huge plug and a massive thank you to the guys at Chanderant. Yes, Josh and Andy. Two legends, uh, yeah, in the Chant Around podcast. I don't know if you guys have managed to see this yet, but we've shared it out on our social media. The video of Josh and Andy raising money for the Kids with Cancer charity event by shocking each other with uh, a dog shock collar. 
It's absolutely hysterical. For all the wrong reasons, their guys are trying to record a podcast, talk very seriously in some occasions, and then zap each other with a dog collar. As you can imagine, colourful language <laughs> does ensue, but whenever you consider every single shock and scream from those guys raises money for the Kids with Cancer event, it was simply brilliant to watch. The reaction of both Josh and Andy uh, Rewheeling in pain on some occasions going, ah! It was hysterical. It was so funny for all the wrong reasons, but all for the right reasons too. Those guys raised quite an incredible amount of money for charity. So shout out to the Chandler Rant lads. Uh, we all felt your pain, but we all thank you for it. <laughs> we all thank you for it, lads. There you go. So you can go and check out the video now. It's up there now on their YouTube channel. Well worth checking out. Alright, now I have to give a mention this week to writemymedley.com. Now I think I might have mentioned this on last week's podcast, but I am going to mention it again just to draw your attention to it. Writemymedley.com have recruited some of the biggest names in the composing game to work on their website. Yes, Pipe Major Alan Tully, of course, he operates the Write My Medley website. Well, he's just hired some other big names in the game to help him out. He has John John Dew. Kyle Rothschild, Kyle Warren, Ross Miller, Sean Maloney, Simon Blackshaw, of course the legend Terry Tully, are all joining forces to help Alan Tully with his website, Write My Medley. So guys, now has never been a better time to start thinking about your competition set. And yeah, services like this do exist, Write My Medley. And these guys are some of the guys at the real, you know, the bleeding edge of contemporary piping, definitely worth considering going and have a look at this. Now, the reason why I'm mentioning them at all is because they're still running an online competition and you have the chance to win a two hampers. Well, obviously you'll win one, but the chance to win one hamper, <laughs> which will include seven music books and a CD from all of their new composers. What about that? All you have to do, of course, is just uh, do your usual Facebooky stuff, your like, your share, and all that, blah, blah, blah. So go and check that out and write my medley. I think the total prize is worth about €150, Euro, which is not cheap. So, yeah, if you want to get your hands on some swag, a lot of, uh, yeah, composition books and CDs, a lot of the latest music and stuff, go and check that out, writemymedley.com, and go and check them out on Facebook as well, Write My Medley. And, yeah, go and enter their competition. It's tot- doesn't cost you anything, and who knows, you might be a winner. You could win yourself a huge, big hamper full of goodies. So, yeah, shout out to all those guys, by the way, all those composers. You know, as I said, at the bleeding edge of uh, contemporary piping, those guys, yeah, will definitely write a mean medley for you. I, I can almost guarantee it. So very, very fascinating project there, Write My Medley. Uh, we may well have to get Alan Tully back on the show again to talk about that. Hmm. Interesting, interesting stuff. Okay, well, swiftly moving on. I think that's it for this week's piping news. So guys, I have to say, if you've managed to last this long, you know what time it is. Yeah, it's time for me to go and get a big cup of tea. It's time for the topic of the week. The British Drum Company is a young player in the drumming world that has established its reputation as a manufacturer of exceptional drum kits and it's now turning its attention to the bagpiping world. The world of pipe band drumming is represented by the Axial Range. Launched in August 2019 with innovative features developed alongside British Drum Co. International Marching Specialist Jim Kilpatrick, MBE. The stunning Axial Range 
was then selected by the Grade 1 Drum Corps of Glasgow Police Pipe Band for the 2020 season. British Drum Co. drums are all handmade, made by craftsmen in Stockport in the UK. The build quality and attention to every detail is second to none, contributing to British Drum Co.'s reputation as artisan makers of some of the finest drums available today. These drums are available only through approved British Drum Co. specialist dealers. For more information on all British Drum Co. products, please visit BritishDrumCo.com or follow on Facebook, Instagram or Twitter. The British Drum Company. Look amazing, sound amazing, feel amazing. LoneStarPiper.com your one-stop shop for all of your piping and drumming needs. Thanks to the continued support of their friends and customers throughout the years, Lone Star Piper is now the official retailer for R.G. Hardy in the United States of America. From custom hand-sewn Gallic-themed kilts and uniforms to R.G. Hardy and Henderson bagpipes, LoneStarPiper.com has you covered from head to toe. With R.G. Hardy's extensive line of products, they have everything you need to be successful on or off the grass. If you have any questions about any of the products they carry, you can contact Jeremy at sales at LoneStarPiper.com. LoneStarPiper.com, helping champions look and sound their best. McClellan Bagpipes, from North American artisan bagpipe maker Roddy McClellan. From Uist in Scotland, they adhere to the highest traditions of Scottish bagpipe making, using the finest materials, employing bespoke design and committing to constant innovation and evolution. Including exciting new products such as the Elevation Chanter, plus restoration work on vintage bagpipes for the next generation. Check out bespokebagpipes.com for more information. McClellan Bagpipes, born in Scotland, made in the USA. Hello. This is Fred Morrison, and you're listening to The Big Rab Show. Ah, yes. It's topic of the week time, and I have to say, I've been looking forward to this interview for a wee while now. Unfortunately, we had recorded this interview, I think, a week or two ago now, so... Yeah, I think at the end of it, Finlay does say uh, good luck with the Kids with Cancer event. Uh, but yeah, it's now since happened. So, hey, that's what happens sometimes when you get stuck in a bit of a time warp of uh, interviews. So apologies. But yes, this week we're talking to Finlay MacDonald and Derek Doyle of the National Piping Centre. And we get to hear all about the development, of course, of their, well, their usual HNC uh, course in piping has now developed into something new, which is an HND in piping, a brand new qualification available now through the National Piping Centre. A very exciting prospect for a lot of folks as well who do want to have that level of experience and that, you know, that kind of bit of paper in their back pocket to say, you know, I have an HND in piping. So, fantastic stuff. So, without further ado, let's get straight into this week's topic of the week, shall we? So, let's welcome to the podcast, Finley MacDonald and Derek Doyle of the National Piping Centre. So, welcome to the podcast. Two familiar faces, I should say, in the bagpiping world. We have Derek Doyle and we have Finley McDonald, of course. Yes, hello guys. How are you? Very well. Cheers. Good, Rob. Thanks. How's yourself? <laughs> keeping well, thanks. Yeah, keeping well. I'll have to say, Finley, though, bringing it straight to yourself at the very beginning, Celtic Connections, mate, I 
I was grating like a win watching you. <laughs> I was so emotional the start of the festival. How, how did you find that yourself? It was great. I, mean, I didn't think my pipes were that bad, Robert. It made you greet, but <laughs> never mind. But, um, no, it was it was a really it, it was a great honour to be asked to, to do to do the opening kind of sequence, you know. And um, I think it was you know Donald Shaw had heard that piece I wrote a few years ago for Trist. And it was a, it's a kind of, um, I guess, as a piece itself, it's a bit reflective and it's a bit kind of um, thought-provoking, perhaps. And, and I think he thought maybe that would be the right thing for the opening. And then he had this great idea of us, you know, walking through an empty Buchanan Street and the pipers coming in together. And I think the fact that it was a brief Glasgow day made it just look even better, you know. Yeah, um, yeah. So it was, a, it was a lovely, it was a great experience, you know, and just get, getting to play again was just really nice, you know. Um, so that was lovely, thanks. I'm glad you liked it. It was, it was fantastic. A lot of our listeners actually uh, messaged into the show to tell us just how emotional it was for them, saying just how much they missed it and seeing that image of you guys playing together. It really hit home for a lot of folks, well, myself included. <laughs> it was amazing. Yeah. So how has the festival been running then, Finley, so far? How have you found things there? Yeah, well, I think, to be honest, I think the Connections have done an amazing job of, of pulling the whole thing together online like that. I mean, the amount of work that's gone in, it, it, it's like, it's probably 10 times the amount of work it would have been from just putting on gigs because you've got not only the COVID secure stuff, which they're, they're absolutely on top of, so everything's recorded in a really kind of tight environment with only the, the basic crew and all the safety precautions, but then the production of that, the pre-production, the post-production, you know, the lights and the sound and the the whole infrastructure behind it's been great and, and it looks and sounds great. I've watched loads of gigs and I just think they've they've kind of pulled it out of the bag this time, really. They've nailed it, so hats off to them. I've enjoyed it and I've saved a fortune from going to the Festival Club Bar every night, so... <laughs> <laughs> oh, totally, yeah. Uh, well, Derek, I have to bring questions around to yourself then, mate. The reason why we've invited you on to the show is because the NPC, National Piping Centre, you guys are doing something quite exciting at the moment. Do you want to tell us what you're involved with at the moment, Derek? Sure. Well, um, I've been involved with the Piping Centre now for five years. This is my kind of, uh, this is my my half-decade anniversary almost, Um and, and I was brought in to help with the kind of the, I suppose the kind of the general industry side of of the HN uh, HNC music as it was at that point, and um, actually what the what the, the the guys at the piping centre did was 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 actually quite clever. They they took a very kind of a very uh, standard Scottish qualifications authority HNC in music. And they tweaked it for bagpiping, and uh, they've done a great job of that. So it, it was always on the cards that um, it was always kind of part of the ambition that they would extend that from HNC Higher National Certificate up to Higher National Diploma. So there were various other kind of things that, that got in the road. We, we had hoped, I suppose, that we would have this ready maybe a couple of years ago, but uh, SQA revises its courses every every so often just to make sure they're current. So there was no point in us developing something only to have to scrap it after a year. So we, we delayed it a little bit and um, we're just about ready to go with with, with uh, offering the second year, so, so taking it up to HND level. 
So it's it's uh, it's really good. It's a brand new, um, what, what SK would call it, it's a brand new framework. So there's been lots of revisions. Um, I would say it's a more rounded course, but it still gives us at the piping centre the flexibility to really make sure that the bag piping is front and centre of what we're doing. And uh, through the industry stuff that I do, we can make sure that, that the students, when they leave, aren't completely at sea trying to figure out, you know, what is, what's a contract? How do you get a contract? Do you need a contract? What are royalties? You know, how on earth do they work? So it brings together all of those kind of, all the kind of things you do as a, as a working musician when you've not got your musician's hat on. It's all the other stuff that enables you to, to function as a, as a working musician. So that's all the stuff that I kind of deal with. Um, and I have to say, it's great fun. I, I've been in further education for um, for a long time. Um, 92, I think. I, no, 92. I, 1992, actually, that I started teaching in further education. And then just the last five years, been involved with the piping centre. It's it's great. I mean, you, you'll know the centre well, I'm sure. Um, I, I take, you know, I, I view it as a great, a great pride, you know, to... to to be associated with the centre because I'm not a bagpiper. I've got, I've got to get my wrist stamped every time I go in uh, <laughs> to make sure that I'm allowed in to, to talk to these guys. But uh, no, it's, it's 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 a great initiative, and uh, we're yeah we've 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 got. Finn will maybe talk more about some of our kind of longer term plans. But you know, getting the HND um, up to the starting block and then beginning to recruit, and then we'll see where see where we where we can de- develop it further beyond that. This kind of sits outside the degree portion of it. Like this isn't the actual full-blooded degree that folks would normally go to the conservatory. This is something separate from that. Am I right in saying that? Yep. Yeah, it's it's um it's a separate program. Um, and and I guess one one of the reasons that we're really keen to develop this HND is that um you know my predecessor Roddy kind of very much was keen to get the HNC going and. I know the HND was part of that, that plan, and I guess what it does is it gives a kind of full progression via the piping centre. So, you know, if you want to come in as a complete beginner, that's absolutely fine. If you want to then sit go through your PDQB exams, which are SQA accredited, you can do that. And then your next step is HNC, HND, and then after that, you might want to do a degree, or you might want to stop after HNC, or or either, you know any of these things, but it gives us options and it and it gives a kind of a wider suite of of opportunities for for, for papers to, to go down. You know, so we really are looking at that full range of things that we can offer. Um, it's probably worth just clarifying that the HND doesn't automatically lead into you know like a second year of the degree program. Mm-hmm. Um, that's in music, that's a very hard thing to do. In other courses, I know that you know if you if you do an HND, often you can enter into year two of, of the degree program. But that's in music, and in particular the traditional music course, it's so specialised that you really have to go from from year one through as a separate thing. But yeah. you know, our, one of our teachers and, and workers at the Pipe Centre, Andrew Bova, Doctor Andrew Bova, has just gained his PhD. So I guess we're going from everything from complete beginner to, to doctorate level and everything in between. And you know, the work that Derek just talked about there, I was just going to say that that stuff is so important, especially in this world we're living in. 
you know, it used to be, even when I studied, you know, 20 odd years ago, it wasn't half as complex as it is now because back then you would, you know, you would do some games, you would make an album, you would get the album physically printed, you would go into tour and you would sell the album and you'd come back and that was pretty, pretty straightforward. But now with downloads, with websites, with streaming, with all of these things that go on, you know, that's a huge part of being a musician these days and we have to just do it. And it's not, you know, the reality is there aren't big record companies anymore that really push that, you know, the, the record industry has changed massively and the, the work that Derek does really equips all our students to to live in that world. And then on the other side of it, we've got tuition and, and piping from some of the best teachers available and experience and you know, people like Margaret Dunn, Wilson Brown, Connor Sinclair, John Mulhern, myself, Ross Ainsley. So again, there's William McCallum, there's, there's a real range of of experience and different styles. So it really is, the HNC and HND is a great option. And I think it's, it's some really, so, you know, it's really progressive thinking for, for pipers and musicians. For sure, yeah. And I'm sure for a lot of pipers out there, and musicians, just as you say, this could be a fascinating avenue to go down. So can I ask you guys then, where can folks go to get more information on this course and how to apply and all that stuff? Is there a website or that to go to? Or Well, it's, um, if you just go onto the Piping Centre website, that's uh, thepipingcentre.co.uk, um, you'll find there there's a little tab, which I think says Learning at the Piping Centre. And then within there, you can see all the options for study. Um, and HNC, HND is one of those, and you just click on apply. Um, we've kind of redesigned slightly how that looks to people who, who want to go in and get more information. So it's almost kind of like a, like a frequently asked questions type thing we've got that would take them through what is, a, what is an HND, um, how much studies involved, what kind of subjects would you be looking at as part of, this, part of your course, um, how long does it last? All, all those kind of things. So there, so we've kind of we've rejigged how that works so that, that somebody who's who's even remotely interested, maybe not even on, on their own behalf, but maybe a parent looking on behalf of their, you know, a, a child, it answers all the questions or all the kind of big questions that we would we would expect to be answered. And uh, and then from there, they submit an application form, and then they'll be invited for. Uh, Provided they can meet the requirements, we'll be invited for an interview in addition, and then it should be plain sailing thereafter. There you go. Provided they put the work in, of course. Well, that's going to just (laughs) say that, yeah. (laughs) So I have to ask you then, obviously, in the current climate that we're in, uh, we're not meeting in person, we're meeting on Zoom. Like most things are happening now uh, with the pandemic and everything. Are you guys teaching mostly online at the moment? And is this course going to take the same sort of, you know, track through things? Yep. So we are teaching fully online at the moment, um, which we did from the very start of the pandemic, to be honest. We just switched right away to to online because it was, it was all we could do. Um, and to be honest, but we've been kind of overwhelmed with the popularity of, of the online lessons. You know, they're really working and you know, there's no excuse for not practising these days, you know, what we up to, you know, I was, I was at home, so, but I think it, it, it's something that, that we're working hard on making the online experience actually work, you know, so it's not just sitting in front of Zoom with a lesson, 
we're, we're creating content, we're creating interactive content, you know, we're, we're encouraging people to think creatively about how we can actually use online because it's here for a while and I think it's something that will continue. You know, for example, um, the last couple of years we've had a few students do their HNC remotely from Germany and Austria. Oh, wow. Wow. Germany and Austria and um, we've also had a couple who've kind of been partially remote who've been doing it from um, Denmark and Switzerland so we, we've it, it really does have a certainly within within Europe and and even you know further afield within the kind of the main the more kind of English speaking piping nations you know that this HND has got great marketability and in terms of just giving people a much more rounded understanding about musicianship and and working as a musician. It's, it's, honestly, it's fascinating. And I know I'm a drummer, but I want to get involved in this. <laughs> it sounds amazing. Um, so, guys, can I ask you then, what does, what does the oh, future... No, 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 no. I can't, I can't know. <laughs> so, I have to ask that, what does the future hold then for the Python Centre going forward in 2021? How is the future looking uh, for this incoming year, Finley? Um, I'll start. I'll be saying it's, it's been tough. You know, 2020 undoubtedly was a tough year for us. And, um, you know, I, I took over in June and, and, you know, it was a kind of deep end job, you know, right in at the deep end. And yeah. we've we've kind of brought things in a bit. We've, we've developed the things that we can develop. And, you know, we're going to be okay. But what we've done is kind of focus on what we can do and make what we do and we can do it at the moment really well and do it the best we can. And we're okay, you know, th- thanks to kind of some really detailed planning and, and really creative approaches to things, we're going to be okay. So at the moment, we're online. You know, we can't wait to get back in the building, but that doesn't mean we'll stop doing the online. For example, our evening classes are really well subscribed for the online terms that we've done so far. And that's not going to stop. But let's say when we can back in the building will run online and in person so hopefully you know the the trajectory is going to be good you know once we come out of this really difficult stage but you know the the guys at the pipes they're, they're so they're so enthusiastic and they're so into what they do then they're just we're just making it work you know and there's some you know there's some things that we can run at the moment but you know we just have to batten down the hatches and you know we did when i think back on you know, what we did last year, it was actually, you know, the Piping Live, you know, the Silver Chanter, the Glenfiddich, we still made these things happen, you know, where there's a will, there's a way, and there's certainly will in abundance with the Piping Centre, so That's we'll get through this, yeah. and we'll, we'll be back standing outside, having a pint at Piping Live, some point, I don't know if this year or not, but at some time <laughs> we'll do that. Oh, I can't wait. Yeah, I'm going to book my flights. Yeah. <laughs> but, guys, I have to say a massive thank you for chatting to us on the show again and updating us. And honestly, for this really exciting opportunity for Pipers, guys, I would really encourage you out there, if you're listening to this right now, go and take advantage of this. If this has kind of piqued your interest at all, visit the website, go and look at the details. And I'm sure if you need any more information, you can either contact the Piping Centre Direct or you can contact us at the Big Rab Show and we'll do what we can to help. So, Finley and Derek, thank you so much for chatting to us, guys. Appreciate it. Thank you. Pleasure, Rob. Take care. Oh, and listen, can I just say before you go, Rob, 
Yeah. Um, I'd just like to say good luck with your charity gig that's coming up shortly. You know, I would encourage everyone listening to get tickets and get along to that. I've seen the lineup and it looks absolutely brilliant. So please support a great cause and, and get the tickets. I uh, appreciate it, Finley. Thanks a million, man. Take care. All the best. Yes. Ah, there you have it. Finlay MacDonald and Derek Doyle there from the National Piping Centre. And again, I will just have to reiterate it, guys. If you are interested at all in this, go and check the National Piping Centre website. It looks like a quite an incredible course of study. And uh, yeah, if you are interested in getting down that line of work and having that bit of paper in your back pocket, it's definitely worth checking that out. Okay. So there you go, folks. That's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. I have to thank you all so much for downloading this week and each and every week. And don't forget, we are here every week. <laughs> we have over 200 plus episodes at this stage. We've got a huge back catalogue. So, uh, yeah, we've never missed an episode, never missed a show. And, uh, yeah, there's bound to be something in the back catalogue talking about something that you're interested in. But if there isn't, then message us in. If you have a particular topic you want to talk about, then let us know. BigRabShow at gmail.com is that email address. That email address again, BigRabShow at gmail.com. Get your messages in to us, folks, because like I say, our listener mail's been quite dry this last while. Got bupkis. Also, don't forget our favourite feature, Weekly Drone. Yes, like I said, the AGM's coming up on the 13th, so you might have your two cents to add before it comes. So, thebigrabshow.com forward slash weekly drone. And also, don't forget a special promotion with the Piper's Dojo. It's disappearing. Yes, from the 1st of March, it is gone. So go and take advantage of it now when you still have the chance. If you ever want to sign up to Piper's Dojo for 30 days for just $1, go now. Take advantage of that offer when it's there, because once it's gone, it's gone. There you are. All right, guys, I am out the door. It's been quite a busy week in the piping world, and we dare say, uh, rolling forward over the next three to four weeks, it'll be even busier as we get to see more developments with the global pandemic, uh, more instructions from UK government and international governments, and we do hope to see some movement when it comes to actual events, whether they're opening their gates or not. Like I said, any opinions, send them in to us. <laughs> All right, guys, I'm out the door, and I will see you all again here on the Big Rab Show podcast for another podcast of pipe and goodness. Until then, see you all next week. All the best. Well, that's it for another Big Rab Show podcast. Thanks so much for downloading this week. And a special thank you to our sponsor, G1 Reads. Played by bands around the world, they are the champion's choice. Played by two-time world champions in Vararian District. Don't forget to check out thebigrabshow.com to be kept up to date with all the latest news and views from the piping world. And also check us out on Patreon. For five bucks a month, you can get your hands on tons of extra piping goodness and be part of the Patreon faithful. So until next week, guys, we'll see you right here on the Big Rab Show podcast. All the best. <laughs>